You don't try to build a wall. You don't start there. You say, I'm gonna lay this brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. You do that every single day. Soon you have a wall. And soon you have a wall. Good afternoon. I am Mr. Umba. I am here with a special guest and I'm so happy. This is the first proper podcast that we are doing of the On Point podcast. And I've got a special guest in the studio. I've got my colleague Sophie Dell here. And so Sophie, you should be able to talk now. Hi everybody. Awesome. And can you tell us what your role is and tell us a little bit about what you do in our school? So I'm an associate assistant principal and previously been a head of science and I'm obviously a science teacher. Um, I am leading on CPD this year and um, working with the teaching and learning lead as well. Amazing. So what I wanted to talk about today is about the idea of coaching because it's something that I've personally done previously. I know we're doing it as a school and I wanted to find out a little bit about why is coaching even a thing that teachers should do, to find out a little bit about how it differs from like mentoring or instructional coaching and just to pick your brains about how we can be on point as teachers. Okay, so um, yeah, if I go off down the tangent, please no stop worries, me. No worries, no worries. So yeah, as you said, I have been through coaching as well, um, and I am a trained coach. So I have um, seen the, the best and worst of it, I would say, because I went through coaching, first of all, when I was an NQT, and I just found that really difficult. I found it really frustrating because I didn't know the answers. I couldn't find my way out of the problems I was facing mm -hmm. in the classroom, um, and I hadn't really bought into maybe or had it well explained to me so I just didn't feel in the right headspace at all mm. however a few years down the line I had the chance to train as a coach okay. um, and a really really enjoyed that yeah and really enjoyed just helping others develop and showing them the benefits of coaching and found that a completely different experience so what was the difference between that first experience and then the latter experience what what changed between the two so my, just my understanding of the process the point of it who it's for what it is what it isn't and like you say um it's, it's not mentoring at all a okay. coach does not have to be someone more experienced it does not have to be someone more senior okay um you might often find it is just yeah. because of where the person is in their career as a coach yeah um but when i was going through that as an nqt i was still just wanting someone to help me Tell and me support me <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it and you know my class has gone horribly wrong it's the end of the day it would be someone external coming in and mm. um, from the training provider and I just, yeah, I just wanted mm. her help more than anything. I knew she knew the answers mm. and I didn't understand why she wouldn't just tell me okay. and help me. Okay. And it, it does force you out of your comfort zone, which is a good thing. Okay. Nothing wrong with that at all. But I, coming away from those sessions, I, ha I didn't feel like I'd got to where I would want to had I just been going through mentoring mm. instead. So you did the coaching a little bit later on in your career and had a completely different perspective on it. Yeah. Your understanding about the relationship of the coach and the coachee changed. Yeah. How, how should coaching work? What's the, how does it work? So the, the first thing I would absolutely say is it has to be someone volunteering to be coached. Okay. Um, so if you're going to be coached, it should never, in my honest opinion, um, someone might disagree with me, should never be something that you are told you have to have done to okay. you. So you need to go and be coached. Okay. Um, or it shouldn't be part of a support plan or someone who does just needs some mentoring and maybe some yep. nurturing. Yep. Not so that coaching can't be nurturing, yeah, it yeah. absolutely can. Um, so I would say it needs to be driven by the person who is going to be coached. They okay. need to sign up for it. They need to buy into it. Okay. Um, 
I, w I almost said then they need to know what they want to work on, but actually I don't think that's true. They just need to be open to developing and okay. be kind of um, reflective, I okay. guess, is okay. the thing that they need, to, they need to be able to do. So they need to say that, so they might come to a point in their career or in their life where they're like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And do you, would you say that coaching can maybe unlock things sometimes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it might be someone, um, it's, it's, it's both ends of the spectrum. It might be someone who has been in a role for a while and they're just thinking about their next step or even just what is their next thing to develop. They okay. might not want to be progressing. Okay. They just want to work on, for example, in teaching, their teaching practice yeah. and getting better in the classroom. They might want to work on their leadership. Or it's similarly, it can be for someone who is really aspirational and they are they are wanting to progress really quickly and they might go almost through like constant coaching yeah. to really, really push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you say, unlock that potential yeah. because what it will do for someone is just give them the tools to be, as I said earlier, so much more reflective. Okay. So what I've found this year, because I've been doing some coaching, yeah. so me acting as the coach, yeah. um, we've done sort of a cycle with someone or a couple of cycles and actually they don't need any more coaching because they know the questions I'm going to ask them. Okay. They can actually almost go themselves, okay. you know, sit in a little room somewhere, give themselves 20 minutes yeah. and work their way through a problem. Yeah. So what a coach really should be doing is just asking questions, okay. just pushing, 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 you know, what are some other options? What haven't you thought about? Okay. What else could you try? Okay. Um, never offering any, any advice really. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can see how that could be frustrating, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think once people have been through it once or twice and they found themselves coming to a, a solution or yeah. an option that they never would even have thought of yeah, yeah, yeah. they've kind of gone as we said beyond their comfort zone they've gone beyond their kind of day-to-day -day practice yeah. they can a see the benefit of coaching but then they can ask themselves those questions okay so it does set people up with sort of lifelong skills which okay. sounds a bit cliche but so yeah no but like you know coaching it's not just for someone who's at the start of the career it can be no. for anyone at any point yeah. in their life yeah. right yeah yeah and, and as I said actually it might not be relevant for mm. someone right at the start of their career because mm. they might just want to be mentored they might want to shadow someone they might want to get advice from someone that's yeah. not coaching coaching okay. needs to be for someone who has those tools and that knowledge they've okay. got the context yeah. um but they just need some headspace some time yeah. to actually sit and have the conversation and have the time and space to work through that yeah, whereas yeah, yeah. you know normally we've got a problem we need to solve it in yeah, half an yeah, hour yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. it just and, and you end up falling back on whatever solutions you've used previously yeah. or going to your line manager for example and saying oh what would you do them yeah. telling you and you going and doing it yeah and that's not developing you as an individual yeah, yeah. you're not learning as much from that so mentoring is probably what most people have come yeah. into contact with in yeah. terms of professional context so yeah. what's the difference what's the real like what would be the significant difference between the mentoring and coaching because coaching sounds more open-ended yeah 100 percent. yeah so the the main thing is is you, the use of questions okay. and so when i trained as a coach it's about the coach essentially not saying much at all okay and part of the training that i did was is called laser language so you use as few words as possible we had to time ourselves for how long we were talking okay. And we have to hit certain percentages so okay. that you essentially are being quiet and you're just allowing the coachee to talk and not fill in those silences either so okay. that they, they're like, okay, I've got to come up with something else. Okay. Like they need okay. to keep thinking because that's when some of your best ideas can come up. So you're literally like a human mirror. 
you're you're allowing yeah. them to kind of bounce ideas off and the onus is on the coachee rather than on you yeah. given like the fount of wisdom yeah it's about them being able to come up with answers for themselves yeah absolutely and that's uh, that like i say you don't have to be in a senior position to be a coach you don't have to even be an expert in the area that you are helping someone with mm. you don't have to know anything about it okay because it's the coachee who has got all of that knowledge okay. they just you're just helping them unlock it um, and it sounds really straightforward and you think, yeah, anyone could be a coach, but yeah. actually it's so difficult to do because it's so tempting. As teachers, we just want to help, don't yeah, yeah, we? Yeah. Um, but you've got to kind of sit on your hands yeah. and put your finger on your lips. Almost. So so when you think about like the whole idea of like, it's, it's not just, is there not a danger if you do coaching, if you unleash that in a school? That you might get people coaching and discovering actually, I don't want to do this role. Or I don't. I don't mm. even want to be. Is there? Is there not that? It's open ended like that, right? Yeah. I mean, potentially they might find things that they hadn't thought about or mm. yeah, realised that they were thinking. Um. But I mean, the question would be, is that necessarily a bad thing? No, not at all. Not at all. And I definitely think that. And this this podcast is all about being on point. Yeah. And so you want to try and. Um, help people channel their efforts and their mm. energies into something that they believe is worthwhile exactly. right exactly that so that's what I, that's been my experience as a coach when we finish a coaching conversation you're always asking them well how committed to your plan are you mm. and if they don't say 10 out of 10 well then that's not the end of the session because okay. it's their plan it's their action it's their choice there's nothing coming from me so if they're not 10 out of 10 committed then they've not gone to the right mm. option there so like you say, absolutely, it's got to be driven by them and it's it's their yeah. taking ownership of what they're choosing to do. Have you seen the impact of it? Like, have you seen, like, with people you've coached yeah. or even yourself, have you seen, like, wow, I hadn't considered these options mm. and now I have considered them. And now, even if I haven't necessarily pursued it, I have, I know that I'm not, like, limited. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's been really interesting because I've coached a whole range of people mm. Um, but it's quite nice because it's often been people who maybe are lacking a little bit of self-confidence okay. or just that belief in their own decisions yeah. and going through that coaching process it makes them realize i do know these answers yeah. i don't always need to ask someone else for what they would do yeah. sometimes you have got to bite the bullet take that risk yeah. part of being a, a great teacher is that kind of yeah, measured yeah, yeah. risk taking and so it's giving them the tools to decide when that's appropriate yeah. and maybe when they do need to go and seek some extra advice how does it differ from instructional coaching the coaching that you do at the moment yeah so it's, yeah it's very instructional coaching is somewhere in the middle between okay. mentoring, mentoring and, and coaching okay. and as i say it can be done um very poorly i think it's quite a nuanced difference and it does need someone who has done a bit of reading mm. bit of training whatever that might be yeah. um instructional coaching is where you are picking out something that you think is what they need to work on essentially so like in the classroom yeah okay. so you've so you've watched a lesson or it might be even taking it outside of the um, classroom you might have watched them have a conversation with a colleague okay. you might have um watched them planning yeah, yeah, something yeah. whatever that might be um and as always there's loads of stuff they you think yeah they could develop these 10 things yeah but as the coach there in instructional coaching, you would pick the highest leverage point. Okay. And you would say, no, this is- Can you is, break that down? What do you yeah, mean by highest so leverage point? So this is the one thing that I can give them really specific measurable actions towards. Yeah. And they can go and action that, that in a week, see if it's worked, and that will change the outcome of what's happening in their lesson, okay. in their conversations. Okay. So it's kind of letting everything else drop away. Yeah, yeah. Because again, as a teacher, you can receive a lot of feedback and it's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you pick that highest leverage point 
But then what takes it away from mentoring and more towards coaching is you're then asking those probing questions. So rather than saying, I think you need to work on your routines with students. So, you know, give them timings and have a checklist up on the board. That would be mentoring. You would just say, I I noticed that the students were a little unsettled. What what could you do differently or what have you done previously? Or, you know, what might you do differently tomorrow? and um, see what they say essentially. You would have to be quite knowledgeable as an instructional coach yeah. to be able to offer if they, if it leads that way, right? Yeah. To be able to know what the options are. That's right, yeah. So as an instructional coach, you wanna be able to fall back on mentoring because yeah. like we said at the very start, the most frustrating thing would be, yeah. I think you need to change this, but I'm not gonna tell you how. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even if I see that you're struggling, I'm still not gonna tell yeah, you, yeah. you don't want that. Um, but you do need to also be an expert because you are picking out the highest leverage point. And if that's wrong, yeah. then you know your teacher or whoever it is, is gonna go away from that session, perhaps working on the wrong thing. Okay. And it's so important, like I said, to make it measurable, actionable. Yep. So that's where it kind of links in with what we're working on at the academy, which is using TLAC, using yep. Rosenshine, yep. Um, using the walkthroughs book, where yeah. it's really, go, you know, go and do this. I want to see you yeah. um, be seen looking. I yeah. want to see you using no opt-out questioning. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the teacher knows exactly what they need to go and do. Yeah. And someone else can go and watch them and, and see if they were doing it. So that's instructional coaching. Mm. But the coaching we're talking about yeah. is just professional coaching, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just like... I'm in an, I, I might be in a certain position and I want to go into the next step in leadership mm-hmm. or I want to maybe think about taking on a certain area of responsibility yeah. or I might, you know, what, what kind of, what kind, why would someone use coaching? Like what, what would be the kind of scenarios where someone would say, Soph, I really want to think about yeah. this issue? So it might be they, like you say, they're starting a new role, they're starting a new project, they might have a really tough class that they okay. just cannot, you know, and you just, you feel like, yeah you can't see the wood for the trees, you're just up against the coalface every day, that would be a great time to think, well, you know, your big target would be, I want to improve the behavior, I want to improve engagement. Obviously that is not actionable. So as as the coach, you would then be saying, well, what's our little mini goal? What should we do in two weeks? And then how are we going to get there? So it it can really be anything, or it can just be someone saying, like we said, I really want to work on leadership or mm. I really want to work on collaboration. Mm. Something really, really yeah, yeah. broad. Yeah. And then you would help them break it down. And then narrow it into something that's actionable. Yeah, and you come out with, at the end of it, you come out with an action plan. You okay. know, what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it by, how are we going to check in, and then how committed are you? Off you go. And that's the big part of it, is mm. how committed are you yeah. to that thing? Yeah. So why have we decided to kind of really push it in our school? What 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 is that? What's the goal? What would we like to see in maybe a year's time or two years' time? What would the benefit be? Yeah, so <laughs> obviously, like you said, there's, there's two strands. Um, so I'll talk about coaching first. For me, I just think it is something that every organization should have Mm. um, available. Mm. So not to say everybody should be doing coaching. Mm. Um, I think you do need to be in the right kind of mindset to do it, like we said. but I think for some people it can just work so well. They don't want to be told answers. They do want to figure stuff out for themselves. Yeah. I think a lot of teachers are like that. We're very proud profession. <laughs> we like to solve our own issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we don't have the time always to go home and, and think about yeah. it. You know, you want to plan your lessons, mark the work, do whatever you've got to do, and then go and actually have some home life yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice just to carve out even 20 minutes, half an hour, where you are reflecting on yourself and, and what you want to work yeah. on. 
Um, so I think going forwards, it would just have people that are, are can be more independent, can solve those yeah. issues for themselves, yeah. but also they might lead other people in a slightly different 100%. way. They might offer slightly less answers yeah. and ask maybe more questions, yeah. which then is only going to have that exponential benefit on yeah, yeah, yeah. you know new people joining as new teachers yeah. training. I definitely think it's it's about increasing capacity, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah. if you're going to distribute leadership, you want people to have the capacity to lead and to think like that and exactly. to be able to solve their own problems. Exactly. Yeah. So, how can it help a teacher be more on point? Like, how how can you see the? Because it, it seems like if someone was to focus on an area of their practice mm -hmm. and they were to be coached over a period of time, yep. it should, by default, yeah. help them improve. Yeah. Is that always the case? Um, yes and no. I think the people that I've done coaching with recently, absolutely yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say from my kind of historic experience yeah. and kind of horror stories of coaching, it like it's when people are put on it for the wrong reasons okay. and it's it's masquerading as something else okay, maybe okay. Um, and you there's lots and lots of research and reading out there where that's been done okay. and it's you know there's actually been an ulterior motive about okay. why someone's being coached yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which absolutely is not what we're trying to do here yeah yeah so some people might call something coaching that's absolutely not yeah. and it's not with the right yeah intent. and so then the person who's being coached they've not got the buy-in yeah they're just doing things to tick a box and yeah. they're not going to continue doing it whereas yeah. what we hope is the things people learn about themselves almost they will continue to do that and it will become part of their habit because they have chosen that they have realized that yeah. on their own they have built that action plan yeah and they have perhaps seen the benefit and the outcome the yeah. positive outcome of those actions that they've put into place yeah i definitely think it's one of those things that if you haven't done it you can be a bit skeptical definitely. about it but when oh, you God, have yeah. done it properly mm -hmm. you can become like a bit of an evangelist in it where you're like yeah. this is so good yeah you should try it i know like i will harp on about it for hours and hours and <laughs> i just think it can be literally transformational i yeah. think not just for oh they've become a better teacher yeah. but just you can see people like their shoulders go back they you know, they just you know lifts yeah, it yeah, lifts yeah. the weight off their shoulders um because they just think yeah no i, d I can do this i yeah. don't know why i was struggling so much with that issue yeah but it can be just giving them that time and asking those questions and and not telling them what you think they should do yeah because we have got you know so many experienced staff but even our novice staff they yeah. you know they might it might be something that they they can solve themselves yeah. And so we as professionals need to help them develop tools to tap to into be able that. to do that. Yeah. So it, as we work in an amazing school, mm. so we've created a space for that. Yes. How does that work around the busyness of, you know, we're in the midst of a busy time. Yeah. How does coaching fit into the busy timetable that exists in the school? Yeah. So it is something you do have to dedicate some time to. Yeah. Um, but I think in a way the payoff is bigger than the time you're putting in. So the way we've worked it, it's fortnightly sessions. It okay. is voluntary, it is yeah. optional, of course. Um, but they are really short. They can be half an hour. And you tend to see, as I said, the sessions get shorter and shorter because okay. the person will just get to that end point so much quicker. Yeah. So sort of when I'm doing maybe the fourth or fifth coaching session with someone, we're at the end about 10 minutes in because yeah. they're like, oh, I've got it. I know exactly what yeah, I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah. Just by sitting in front of me and me going, you know what, I'm going to ask you. And they yeah. go, yeah, yeah, I'm coming up with my ideas. You know, let me just think. Do you think that people can be taught how to coach? Or is it? do you have to have a certain skill set or personality type? No, I think anyone could do it. Mm. I think anyone could do it. I think um, a bit like the buying into being coached, mm. you're gonna have to buy into being a coach. Yeah. And 
put aside your opinions and what you think people yeah. should be doing and yeah. your view of what a good lesson looks like yeah. or what a good leader looks like and because also people have got to make their own mistakes you yeah. know if people go away from a coaching session and you think oh that's never going to work so what let yeah. them go and have a go yeah. because they're putting into um action yeah. some points that they might never have done yeah 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 but they're going to realise they don't work. And, and they then, can see that for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you come back to the next session, you talk about that, you ask them questions why, yeah. and they might write, let me have another go. Yeah, Let's yeah, go yeah. And do something else. So if somebody's like, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I really want to start mm. coaching, uh-huh. what would be your advice? Because the danger is you go, all right, we're all going to be coaching. Yeah, where, yeah. Would, where would be a good place to start if you're in a school when your coaching doesn't exist and you want to yeah. bring that in? What, you know, I know there's Andy Bucker's got a book yeah, on ba- yeah, uh, the, basic the basic coaching model, method. Yeah. What, what other resources would you point to? So there's, there's loads of, um, there's loads of courses that you can do to yeah. become a trained coach so I would look into those they can be quite expensive but that generally means they're pretty good Okay. Um, and, and I would just go and do some reading about it reading about perhaps that difference between mentoring instructional coaching and coaching yeah. which there is a lot out there at the moment instructional coaching is, is really kind of of the moment yeah. um, I'm hoping it's not going to be something that is a, a, is a flash yeah, in the yeah, pan yeah. yeah and a fad because so many of those exist in teaching yeah. but I think like we've said because it is d- a developmental tool mm. rather than um, you know, a classroom yeah, pedagogy yeah, 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 thing yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, does yeah. just Brain kind gym. of yeah, <laughs> does just come and go. Yeah. Um, I can't. I think it's got. I think it's got legs to it. Yeah. So I would just encourage people to go and have a read. Go and look at Andy Books. Recently made a little ten minute video. Okay. Um, just about his basic model. Yeah. Um, and he has got a website dedicated to that. Okay. So I would. That would be perhaps my starting point. Then. And if anybody is in our school and mm-hmm. is listening to this and they're interested in taking part in coaching, yeah. What What do they do? How do they sign just, up? Just Just let me know. Drop me an email. Yeah. Um, we have got some trained coaches as well in the school. Okay. And they are working generally um with teachers who would like a little bit of support with whatever area of their practice however I am happy to offer that coaching but also as we've said I'm happy to coach more widely on on any topic on anything you want to you want to look at because it can be applied to literally anything yeah I think that teaching is such a unique profession Mm. in that there are so many aspects of your own personal life and your personality and whatnot Mm -hmm. that come to bear in the classroom so being able to explore a little bit wider than just your pedagogy I think is quite a powerful tool yeah and I have looked at all sorts of things with people. So, you know, even like work-life balance, that might yeah. be something that someone's really struggling with. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with how far in their career they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. all struggled with it at some point. Yeah. That could be something that we do coaching on. Yeah. And people might think, oh, how on earth would that work? But it's just those little changes that you can make to what you're doing day to day that actually might have a really big impact on, you know, your well-being. A and high the, and the, yeah. leverage point, right? Exactly, yeah, okay. yeah. And therefore having that impact in the classroom and on, you know, your, your performance at school yeah. which is ultimately the goal for all of us what's been the benefit for you for what what have you seen for yourself when you coached other people yeah. what have you taken away from it apart from the joy yeah. of like helping others yeah. what have you seen professionally and how has it helped you so I think my ability just to ask more questions like I said ask more questions rather than always being like well this is what I would mm. do um because I think as a head of department you do you you do always want to offer what you would do mm. and what you think is right mm. you, you know you feel like you have real ownership over mm. what's going on in your department but stepping away from that and thinking more broadly yeah. I'm now thinking well how do I develop people 
and just so my day-to-day practice even with students mm. as well it's more about well what do you think yeah. you know rather than keep asking me it's like that thing in the classroom ask three before me yeah um actually really really enforcing that and being yeah. like i'm just not going to tell you i'm yeah. not telling you that answer yeah because so many of our kids they do become so dependent on us yeah. and we provide that structure which is absolutely mm. needed yeah but it's noticing when there's a time when you can go, actually, I'm just going to ask yeah, them yeah. what they think they should yeah. do, and then I'm going to push them on that a little bit. Yeah, that's a teachable moment. It's mm. an opportunity for them to yeah. think about their learning, to not de-skill them, because there's a danger that we can do yeah, that. We can just right. give all the answers. Yeah, that's right. That's amazing. Did you have anything else you wanted to say, particularly about the idea of a culture of coaching? Because I would imagine that's mm. what's going to happen. It's going to spawn more and more people yeah, who have the experience I hope so. I hope and then so. you get a culture of co- coaching which is all about continual development and improvement and not in a like in a in a in a way that we're constant we're not good enough mm. but the idea that we can be better and that we can yeah uh, yeah maybe even just that just to say if you are um opting to do some coaching that is not admitting any sort of failure at all in fact i think that shows a real willingness to learn Mm. and reflect on yourself and Mm. that you're really investing in yourself Mm. so no one ever you know much like we say with um like lesson dips no one's judging the same with coaching Mm. there is no judgment at all Mm. everything is confidential Mm. you talk about whatever you want Mm. your action plan is whatever you make Mm. of it and all I would ever think as a coach is like, wow, amazing, this person really wants to get better yeah. and they really are spending that time and effort on themselves, yeah. which is what we need to do. You know, the teaching and teachers, we've worked so hard that we, I think we deserve that time yeah. to reflect. To be the best versions of ourselves. That's right, yeah. Awesome. Well, that has been this week's podcast on the On Point podcast. Thank you so much, Sophie, for being here. I'm gonna try and give you a round of applause. There we go. Thank you, Thank you very much. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you can find the podcast available currently on Podbean, but hopefully on more platforms coming soon. Thank you very much for tuning in. This has been the On Point Podcast. You don't try to build a waltz. You don't start there. You say, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. You do that every single day. And soon you have a waltz.